The Man Cave Podcast is brought to you by Woods and Water Realty. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, Woods and Water Realty is your go-to real estate store. Check them out online at woodsandwater.com. The Man Cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Dan Casper, and this is another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Proudly, proudly brought to you by our good friends over there at Woods & Water Realty and Twisted Tea. Big shout out to our partners, our sponsors for this awesome and epic podcast. And week one is in the books for the NFL season. And ho Nelly, were there some surprising games? Maybe not so surprising outcomes for some people. And fan base is already freaking out after the first week of the NFL season, and I am talking directly to you, to you, Packers fans, freaking out after week one. Let me just say this. If you've listened to the radio show, I've said it a few times, might as well sum it up again here, all right? It was bad. It was awful. Nothing went right. The only positive probably you can take away from that game is uh, they got a punter now. But, again, that's only one week. And who knows how Corey's going to you know, play out, let it play out, right, how it's going to pan out. But there was really nothing else we can take away from that game. Aaron Rodgers was awful. The defense was on the field quite a bit. Couldn't get off there. Corners weren't pressing for whatever reason. Uh, not sticking with the running game, play calls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of Packers fans upset with with Rodgers, with the play calling, with new defensive coordinator Joe Barry. I mean, Kevin King allowed another touchdown. So, I mean, you had a bunch of stuff just go absolutely wrong. I mean, like everything went wrong. And so you got a lot of Packers fans Kind of freaking out, kind of pissed off. Some maybe like, yep, yep, that that's the season. Throwing in the towel, pump the brakes. I know people don't like to hear this. I, I know they don't like to hear it, but it is just the first week, and there's 16 more games to go. 16 more games to go. Last time I checked, uh, the 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 Super Bowl champion wasn't crowned in week one. Right, last time I checked, that that wasn't the case. Unless they changed something, and I didn't know about it. That I didn't hear anything about that. So I know, but people don't like to hear that. It's like, oh, but this still looked bad. It did look bad. It looked awful. And and if you're a fan, you have a right to be disappointed. You have a right to be upset. But I guarantee you, there's nobody more frustrated and and embarrassed and and upset than than everybody in 1265 Lombardi Avenue within that locker room. Nobody else. Let's see how they respond. And I know the players that keep saying that. It's a word of, it's kind of like my word of the week, respond. 
Let's see how they can come out against Detroit on Monday night. And then, you know, we got everybody always kind of says around the NFL, it takes a couple weeks, takes a few weeks to actually know who what your team is or what they're made of or or what they're gonna be like, kind of get a good gauge of their team. And I, I still believe that's the case. I'm not saying it just because of what happened this week. I've always thought that. But let's see how this team responds. Let let's see how they go out there. Let's see how they use it as motivation because they did look like a team that you know, maybe got caught up in reading their own clippings, but also maybe got too complacent, maybe just thinking, all right, we're going to get through this and we're going to really turn it on in the postseason. Well, you better take care of your business in the regular season before you even freaking think about going to, to the postseason and winning some games over there. You're not going to get there unless you take care of your business in the regular season. So, you know, got to get that out of their mindset. And if that was the case, if they came in, you know, heads in the clouds and, and thinking that they were, you know, greatest thing in the NFL. I'm glad they got punched in the mouth, and I'm glad they got punched in the mouth hard. They, they deserve that, to have that type of mindset. No doubt. Punch them harder. Green Bay was kind of like Apollo Creed in, in Rocky One, Kind of coming in, a little cocky, a little arrogant, throwing pennies, their quarters or whatever the heck he was to, to the crowd, dressed up as Uncle Sam, and then, you know, you got Rocky Balboa coming in there, punching you know, laying, uh, landing some jabs and some haymakers. You don't think it's a show. It's a dang fight. That's kind of how I got that gauge between, you know, the Packers and Saints. Packers is kind of a little Apollo Creed-ish, and, and the Saints were a little bit of Rocky right there. So, hey, they, there's no doubt there's, there's talent on this team. And I know the preseason argument was brought up again, like, well, they should have got some time in the preseason. It's, stop. Stop. Last year, they were fine without a preseason. Other teams went out and didn't have play any preseason, and they were fine too. So it's not a 100% case to be made to play in a preseason. And this is coming from a dude, you guys. This is coming from a guy who is probably the biggest preseason football fan out there, okay? I love me some preseason football. I love going to preseason games. So I, I, but I'm not buying the fact that Rodgers needs to play in it. I'm not buying the fact that a lot of those players do. Could it have led to some of the rust? Absolutely. I, I, I do agree with that. No doubt about it. But that wasn't the big reason why Green Bay lost that game. And it wouldn't, it was not a deciding factor of why Green Bay lost that game either. So let's see what it looks like in week two. And then after week two, let's say, okay, they look better. Still, I want to see, you know, it's only two weeks in here. So if they come out and they and they beat Detroit, that doesn't mean everything is going to be, you know, rosy and everything's fine and then they're back to their path to the Super Bowl. No, we need to see this. We need to see this in the first four weeks, what this team looks like. And then I think we can get a good assessment of what what we have in front of us, of how good this te- uh, how good this Packers team could be. With that being said, then looking across, you know, the the rest of the NFL in week one, that I think that game dominated a lot of the storylines just because of how well the Saints played and how much of a beatdown they gave Green Bay. You had you had Pittsburgh with a big win on the road in Buffalo. Cleveland came out hot against against Kansas City, but Kansas City able to make the comeback win. Tampa Bay 
getting a, a field goal win over Dallas on Thursday to open it up. You had the Raiders in overtime against the, the Ravens. So you had some good games, but I, I really feel like the one game that maybe nobody is, is talking a whole lot about it, maybe it's just me and maybe I'm not not seeing it, but I I think the Cardinals were the biggest winner of the week, of, of the week, week one. You know, you had the Texans putting up a bunch of points too and Urban Meyer and, and Trevor Lawrence's debut with the Jaguars. But I thought it was like the, the Cardinals coming out and hammering down on the Tennessee Titans. And maybe the Titans were a little bit like like Green Bay. You know, they bring in Julio Jones to pair up with A.J. Brown. They got Derrick Henry, and they're thinking, all right, you're going to try to stop the run? Good luck with our two wideouts. Oh, you're not going to stack the box? Okay, Derrick Henry is just going to pound it through. And they laid it, and the Cardinals laid it down. Laid it down against the Titans. Chandler Jones with five sacks. That NFC West division is going to be so much fun to watch this year. It was entertaining last year. It's going to be better this year. Cardinals, Kyler Murray got a little bit more experience, especially with uh, Cliff Kingsbury over there. Matthew Stafford coming over to the Rams. Seahawks are still the Seahawks with Russell Wilson over there. Uh, The 49ers, they can stay healthy. They've got talent there. There's no doubt about it. That NFC West division, I think, is going to shape up to be a hell of a race. And I think the Cardinals kind of came out and said, hey, don't forget about us. You know, there's a lot of people riding the Matthew Stafford MVP hype train, Rams going back to the Super Bowl. A lot of people loving what uh, the 49ers and the, and the talent that they got. And then you just got the consistency of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks over there. Maybe this maybe the the Cardinals have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder saying, Hey, we were kind of in that playoff race last year. We bring in JJ Watt. We bring in, you know, some other guys like AJ Green and to pair up with uh to pair up with DeAndre. Don't forget about us over here. We got some players too. And they came out just a humming, just a rolling in week one. For me, I thought they were the big winners team wise. You know, no offense to the Steelers. I thought that was a big win on the road in Buffalo, um, you know, some of the other games that we mentioned there, but I feel like the Cardinals-Titans one isn't maybe being talked a whole lot about. Maybe I'm missing it a little bit. It gets I'm not saying it doesn't get mentioned, but you don't hear a whole lot about it. So that, to me, if I was to pick one big winner, one big winner over the weekend, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and then coming up after the break, we're going to look at week two, week two games, and I'm going to make my picks, and I'll tell you right now, based off of uh, like week one, based off some of the results from week one, I think we've got some good matchups coming up. That's coming up after this quick message. What's your beverage of choice to quench your thirst or to help cool down on a hot summer day? I'll tell you what mine is. It's Twisted Tea. See, I'm a big iced tea guy, and Twisted Tea tastes just like what iced tea should taste like on a hot summer day. And they have multiple flavors to choose from with original half and half, blueberry, raspberry, peach, and more. So do yourself a favor and grab yourself a Twisted Tea. Go on your backyard deck, listen to this podcast, and start enjoying life. Let's take a look at uh, some of the Week 2 matchups here that we got going on uh, in the NFL. And like I was saying before the break, I think there's some really good games coming up here. From what we saw in Week 1, 
And I know I just got done saying you can't take a whole lot away from week one. And, and I believe that, but it's in the same breath, it's hard not to be excited about some of these matchups in week two from what we saw in week one. And then we get, you know, started off, it's Giants in Washington, and it's the Taylor Heineke era in Washington and that was the one thing that always bugged me about Washington is like I love their defense I love their front four they've got playmakers on offense running back wide receiver Gibson Terry but the quarterback position you know you had Ryan Fitzpatrick and then Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt week one and now it's the Taylor Heineke era so I mean maybe he can win the job that will give him you know the the opportunity to start for the next couple of years, but I always thought like the Washington Redskins were were a quarterback away from maybe being real uh, threats to to win his division. I think they still can, especially with that defense and with Dallas getting more injuries now. With with Dexter Lawrence going to be out for a while with a broken foot, I mean I th- I still feel like this division is up for grabs, and you could throw Philly in if you know they're going to play like they did against Atlanta, but that's also Atlanta there too. So, but you know we get Giants Washington. Raiders and Steelers. Raiders coming up. Both these teams coming off of big wins in Week One. Raiders overtime victory against the Ravens on Monday night, and then you had the Steelers coming uh, going on the road in Buffalo and getting a big win against the Buffalo Bills. That is, you know, based off how those two teams per- performed and in the outcome of their games in Week One. That's got a, that's got a little tasty feel to it. Yeah, it does. And then you got Forty ers and Eagles. You know, 49ers let the, the Lions in a little bit there in week one, but both teams putting up some monster numbers on the offensive side. Lots of points there. We'll see if that continues. Uh, the Texans, speaking of points, they put up a bunch of points and and then just really made it an awful debut for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. And they get the Browns. Browns had the lead against Kansas City, then let Kansas City back into it. So, you, you know, you know, Browns, I think they're going to take care of business there broncos jaguars broncos a little bit banged up too but they got the victory opening week saints panthers saints is that what we really saw against Jay- with Jameis winston and the packers is, is that the the saints team that we're going to see all year sam darnold you know going out there and showing his former team what they're missing why they shouldn't have moved on from him rams colts you know colts suffering their first loss or their only loss uh, in week one against the the seahawks can they bounce back against the rams you got bills dolphins perhaps the top two teams in the afc east you know bills they don't want to start off 0-2 dolphins got to win against new england to open it up then you got patriots jets another division matchup Bengals bears Bengals with a big victory in week one overtime against the vikings Buccaneers, Falcons, yeah, that, that, that's Buccaneers. Uh, I'll make the rest of the picks here, but I mean, come on, you can't talk that one up too much. Uh, Vikings, Cardinals, I think, is an intriguing game. Vikings, you know, Patrick Peterson for the Vikings going up against his former team in the Cardinals, with the Vikings losing in overtime. Uh, you know, are they going to be able to bounce back and get a victory? But Cardinals, that to me, they were the winners of Week One for team wise. I think that's a good game. You got Titans and Seahawks. That's a good game. That's a good matchup. Cowboys-Chargers, I think, is a good matchup. A lot of offense uh, potentially there, too. And just both these teams have good rosters. It's just can these teams stay healthy? That has been their issue for the last couple of years, Cowboys and Chargers. Then you get the Chiefs and Ravens. Chiefs with the come-from-behind victory uh, against, uh, against the Browns. And then the Ravens 
falling to to the Raiders, losing, dropping. They're up by 14 at one point, then losing in overtime. And then the Monday night are Packers-Lions. Packers fans are probably wishing that this game was going on right now, so they had something good to feel about. But, hey, credit to the Lions for inching back and clawing back against the 49ers in week one and making it uh, making it a game there. So let's uh, let's make some picks here. Starting off with, with Thursday night, I'm going to go Washington just because of the defense, but I got a feeling this is going to be a low-scoring game between the Giants and, the, and, and Washington, so I'll go there. Raiders-Steelers, the Steelers' defense impressed me. T.J. Watt, after his big new contract, making plays there. I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. I'm going to go with the 49ers over the Eagles, Browns over Texans. Um, I think Vic Fangio is going to make it difficult on on Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go with the Broncos over the Jaguars, and the Broncos are going to start the season 2-0. Saints, Panthers, Sean Payton, man, I thought had a terrific game plan. That that defense is a little bit banged up. They've got some banged up players too, Marshawn Lattimore and such. But uh, I'm going to go Saints. I'm going to go Saints, but I would not be surprised if the Panthers come away with this one. But I'm going to go Saints. Rams, Colts. I'm going to go Rams. I think the Colts start off 0-2, but don't count them out for, for this season. They got some players over there, but uh, I just think with Matthew Stafford and that offense, it's going to be a little too much for the Colts, although Colts got themselves a really good defensive coordinator. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Rams on this one. I'm going to go with the Bills getting, getting their first win over the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Patriots uh, knocking off the Jets. Bengals, Bears. Bengals look good. They look solid. So you know what? I'm going to go with the Bengals. It's in Chicago. I understand that. But the way the Bengals played against Minnesota, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, defense, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Bengals. Going with the Bengals. Buccaneers, Falcons, yeah, that's the Buccaneers. Vikings, Cardinals, this one's a toughie. But the way Chandler Jones played, and it's the Minnesota Vikings, and it's their offensive line. I know they got a really good right tackle. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going with the Cardinals in this one. Titans, Seahawks. I think the Titans bounce back and get a victory over the Seahawks. I am going to go with the Chargers over the Cowboys. Chargers just a little bit more healthier than the Cowboys right now. Uh, Chiefs and Ravens. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. Ravens are going to drop down to 0-2 on the season. And then Lions, Packers. I'm going to be picking the Packers on this one. So that's uh, those are my picks for week two. We'll see how many I get wrong uh, get wrong at this point. All right, uh, we're going to take our final break here and switching it up a little bit because for all my for all my uh, outdoors peeps listening to the pod in Wisconsin, it's a big weekend. It's the opening bow weekend, bow hunting weekend. You know, I'm sitting in my man cave doing this. I'm looking at the wall that's got the got the deer mount. It's got the turkey up there too. I'm gonna talk a little bow hunting coming up after this quick break. Are you looking to sell your home or buy a new home? Or perhaps you're looking for some land to do some hunting or build your dream home on. Whatever the case may be, you need to check out Woods and Water Realty. Visit woodsandwater.com to check out all the listings out there for new homes, some land for hunting, or to build your new home on. Woods and Water Realty will work with you from start to finish to either put your home on the market and help find 
that new dream home for you or that perfect plot of land. Woods and Water Realty, your real estate store. So I just want to give a quick shout out to all of my fellow Wisconsin bow hunters. I don't know, I was, don't know what I was trying to say there, uh, but it's opening weekend here in Wisconsin coming up here. Not as big of a, you know, festive, pumped up weekend as like when it is in November, but um, for, for bow season, you get a little bit warmer weather and such. It's been a long summer for, you know, I shouldn't say long summer. It's been, a, been since January since people have been out in the woods and and sitting in a tree stand and such bow hunting is one of my favorite things because you know i have I haven't had as much luck bow hunting in my life as i have you know and with the with the deer gun season and such but it i think a lot of it has to do with the weather it's still a little bit warm but then you get into october and that and get a little bit of the fall chill and early November there and then you get the rut and it's just all action all over the place but it's just you know watching the leaves fall the foliage all that sort of stuff it's just awesome to be out there it's awesome to kind of get away and where we go I don't get reception on my phone so I can kind of shut off from the world there a little bit but I love bow hunting I'm going to try to do a whole lot more this year uh, we got a little cabin up at the, uh, at, up at our land now too. So I'm going to try to really utilize that, but I'm really looking forward to, to getting out and, and doing a little bow hunting. But the reason I'm bringing this up too, is like, you know, everybody asks you your dream hunt and, and all that. And, and I always wanted to go, like, I want to go elk hunting or, or something like that, but I always kind of made the, the notion like, well, if I ever do that, I can't take a bow because I'd be too nervous and I'd be shaking and, you know, try to get to that close and, and I'd just make an awful shot probably and, and all that. But, but truthfully, like if there was like, you know, your ultimate dream would love to go like elk bow hunting, because I think that would just be a trip. That would just be such an adrenaline rush. I mean, anybody who's heard like an elk bugle, I mean, it's, it's thunderous. I haven't heard one in the wild. I mean, I've heard one like at, you know, parks or whatever, but like not actual hunting and to be like, what, 30, 35 yards away from one, from an elk and it's, it's bugling. I mean, that's got to just like rattle you. That's got to rattle your rib cage. That's got to get your blood pumping. I still get nervous. You know, I've been doing, going since 12 and 36. So 24 years. I still get, I still get nervous sitting in a tree stand bow hunting. Not so much with, with the with the deer gun season, but with the bow, yeah. I'm, I when I when I see that one coming, I, I get the little shakes, I get the little nerves. Breathing starts to pick up. It's an awesome feeling. Try to calm the nerves there a little bit. It's an awesome feeling. Uh, I wish I was a little bit more confident. Like, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm not as nervous when it comes to November and a deer gun season and that one, I, I don't think I get that nervous, but when it's, when it's bow, yeah, man, I, I, I'm shaking there a little bit. I'm a little bit nervous. And I think it's because, you know, you got to get them in bow range, got to get them a little bit closer. Hopefully they don't see you, you know, just can't move and, and all that sort of stuff. But I love bow season. Um, I wish I could go more. I'm going to try to go more this year. It's just there's nothing like it. Even if you don't see anything, that's the thing like with bow season. Even if you don't see anything right away, it's just nice to get out in the woods sitting in a tree stand 
and and all that where you know deer gun season i think you get a little bit frustrated if you don't see anything right away the first day first two days because you don't have a lot of days left we don't we don't have uh, a lot of days you know in with that nine day gun deer season so pressure's kind of on you know time's ticking there a little bit bow season right away especially in middle september weather's probably still a little bit warm if you just want to go out to that tree stand you just want to hang out you just want to chill out and enjoy mother nature you can do that so i just want to give a little shout out to uh to all my fellow bow hunters out there heading out for the opening weekend opening weekend and don't forget if you get any luck let me know send me those pics okay send me those pictures because i'm gonna put them up put them up on our uh Put them up on our trophy board that we got up on our website. All right. Best of luck, though. Be safe, everybody out there. That's going to do it for this episode, episode one of this week for the Man Cave podcast. Uh, enjoy the games coming up for week two of the NFL. We'll be recapping that uh, in you know next week and then getting closer to Major League Baseball postseason, MLB playoffs. Giants already clinched. Brewers are close. Tampa's in there. Dodgers as well. It's going to be an epic race for some of these wild card spots too. So looking forward to getting to that. But uh, I'm Dan Casper. This is the Man Cave Podcast. We'll talk with you all again very soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. But can you do me a quick favor? Can you subscribe? follow, like, and share the podcast, and, you know, rate it, like if you're on iTunes or anything like that, just make it a good rating, that way other people can find the podcast too. Hey, we're everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it, we're all over. Spread the word about the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll talk with you later.